and all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And things are so bad in New York City and elsewhere that now the New York State National Guard troops are being told to check all the migrants arriving in New York City for distinctive tattoos that are linking them to some of the brutal gangs that are now ravaging New York City and elsewhere. The Venezuelan gang, Tren de Aragua, that is from Aragua, Venezuela. These guys are ruthless, and they are apparently pairing up with also MS-13. But we're at a point where now the New York State National Guard is checking to see if there's distinctive tattoos on people coming into the migrant shelters because these gangs are now brutalizing New York residents with the robberies and the beatings and a whole bunch more. And case in point, we also see this story, and this to me epitomizes the worst of the worst. This is the case of this guy, Yoheni Brito. He's 24 years old. Um, He was being held in Rikers. He was the only one of the group that had been beating up ruthlessly those police officers that we saw all on videotape in Times Square. Remember, the other ones got out with the, uh, you know, have a good trip uh, pass, and they ended up apparently on a bus. They're sipping margaritas in Mexico now laughing at America after they beat and kicked the cops. And this guy who really sparked the whole thing, this guy, they were able to track him down, and they got him. They put him behind bars. They He had a ruthless, you look at his background, he had a pretty long rap sheet. And then, of course, he's charged with assaulting a police officer. They put him on $15,000 bail. And a Lutheran church in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, says, you know what? He seems like such a nice, sweet boy. Seems like such a nice, fine young man. And we should give him his 80th chance. And here's what the pastor from the church said. I can't believe this. They put up the bail for the guy. I thought I was misreading things when this story came out. And then he says, we assume that people are innocent until they are proven otherwise. Forgive me, Reverend, but have you seen the videotape? It's the guy. And they're wrestling with him. You see him all over the videotape. His face is there. Everything's clear as day. This is the guy who's punching and kicking the cops that started the whole scuffle with the officers, and the other ones were kind of rallying around him, and yet you're giving him another chance after he's punching and beating police officers? This, to me, is so unbelievable, and I'm sure, listen, the churches have good intentions. They're all about forgiveness, but I'm sorry. This guy, if you punch a police officer and beat up a police officer— You do not deserve to get $15,000 bail. Why did this church suddenly take it upon themselves and said, we're going to see if he gets proven guilty? It's pretty easy. Just play the videotape for five seconds. And I think you realize that you got the guy. And then you got him behind bars. He's the only one. And you let him out. This is so unbelievable. So he's probably going to flee town very soon. Thank you to the church the Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Thank you very much, Pastor and congregants. Is that how you want to spend your money, by putting up $15,000 for a guy who's beating police officers and had a rap sheet before it? 
That, to me, is unconscionable. And we are also talking tonight, of course, about all these different trials surrounding President Donald Trump. The first trial that looks like it's going to hit on deck, by the way, is not the Fannie Willis issue. Of course, she's on trial essentially right now, and we're going to get to that in a minute and play some more of that blockbuster testimony today because, boy, it was definitely one for the record books. But the first case that's going to come up is the criminal case, and this is the Stormy Daniels hush money case because Trump was in court today and D.A. Bragg uh, made the case to the judge saying there should not be a delay. This should hurry up. We want to get to this. This is about going after business records. This is something that you never charge somebody else for. But because the last name is Donald Trump, they're saying that he should have listed it on a business record versus, you know, a campaign that it should have been tied to the campaign. He says, no, it was personal um, and that he gave the money to Cohen. I mean, it is crazy. And there, it's basically a clerical error. And that's the most it is. And so they're now, of course, trying to do whatever they can to drag President Trump through on this one. And the judge said, OK, well, we're going to go forward. So this one is now set for March 25th. It will be the first time that a former president in American history will be on trial in a criminal case. Uh, so even though it seems crazy, it's the whole Stormy Daniels hush money case. That becomes the first criminal case that President Trump is going to face. And again, literally becomes the first time in American history that a former president will be involved in a criminal trial and it will start March 25th. So he's in the middle of campaigning. He has to appear when it's a criminal case. So this really gets muddy and murky and everything else. And of course, needless to say, he came out today and said, this is election interference at its height, that this is complete election interference. When you look at the timing, you look at the case, you look at the background, it's very similar to a lot of other things where people never went after. Even some of the stuff on his inflated, if you say, okay, well, he inflated his value of his properties. That's, again, basing that they say Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million, which is preposterous. It's worth so much more. But they never go after people for things like that. They never go after people on something like this. But because the last name is Donald Trump, that's why they're taking it to a whole other level. And also, today, we really heard how preposterous the case is in Georgia. And that is because Fannie Willis, who is the DA who took it upon herself to say she's going to go after President Trump, ends up hiring her boyfriend, this guy, Nathan Wade. Now, again, it comes to the timing of when, because they said, no, there wasn't a relationship then they said, no, well, actually, the relationship happened, but it happened after, after I brought him on board. And it's just a total coincidence that he asked for a divorce the next day. There's nothing to see there. And then this was an unbelievable part of her testimony today. She storms in and then she says, you know, I never, you know, I always paid everything. I never, you know, accepted anything from him. In other words, the money he got from the state because he's the prosecutor, he's paid by the state, was not used for romantic relationships. They went on cruises everywhere. They had like the high life. They went to Aruba. They went to Belize. They went on all these great trips. She's talking about champagne and caviar and all this other great stuff. Sounded pretty delicious. I was like, wow, that sounds like a pretty good life. And then you realize, wait a minute, 
He's getting paid by the state. This is not a good thing. And this is the team that's prosecuting President Trump and all these other defendants. And this historic case, it just looked like such a joke. But she wants us all to believe that any time the guy paid, it wasn't state money because they realize how bad that would look, that she would reimburse him back in cash. Again, like she's kind of walking around like the Sopranos and has cash on hand.